0: i'm steph
1: and i'm jeff each episode we review a film that needs screenwriting support
0: as writers we'll deep dive into the characters and plot to tell you how to fix this film
1: listen at your own risk this podcast contains spoilers
0: now sit back and enjoy this episode of script slayers today we'll be discussing twilight which was written by Melissa Rosenberg and it's based on the best-selling novel Twilight by Stephanie Meyer, a paranormal romance novel, and it's directed by Katherine Hardwick. The film stars Kristen Stewart as our main protagonist, Bella Swan, a 17-year-old new girl in town in Forks, Washington, Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen, a sexy, sparkly, 108-year-old vampire who looks 17. Taylor Lautner as Jacob Black, Bella's childhood friend and member of a local Native American tribe. Anna Kendrick as Jessica Stanley, Bella's comedic sidekick friend. And Cam Gigadent who stars as James, the big bad vampire that's trying to kill Bella, and the film's main antagonist. So Jeff, why don't you take us through the synopsis of Twilight?
1: Bella Swan, an emotional void, is a high schooler living in Phoenix. She heads to Balmy Forks, Washington live with her father when her mother decides to head to Florida with her new husband, a minor league baseball player. Don't worry about them. In five movies, they have about an equal number of minutes of screen time. Bella, upon arrival, becomes reacquainted with Jacob Black, a Native American teen who lives with his father, Billy, on the Quileute Indian Reservation near Forks. She also makes friends in her new high school, but finds the mysterious and aloof Cullen siblings particularly intriguing. Bella is seated next to Edward Cullen in biology class on her first day, but he seems repulsed by her. After a week's absence from school, Eddie returns and socializes normally with Bella. Later, she is nearly struck by a skidding van in the school parking lot. Eddie stops it with his bare hands. She finds this odd. She is clearly ready for Mensa. He refuses to explain his actions to her. Jacob provides useful exposition, telling Bella about animosity between the Cullens and his tribe. While on a shopping trip. Bella is almost raped by a group of townies, but Eddie appears and saves her, proving stalking gets a bad name. Bella montages some research and concludes that Eddie is a vampire. He confirms this, but says that he and the other Cullens only consume animal blood, slaughtering countless defenseless deer, bunnies, and squirrels to slake their inhuman thirst. Poor bunnies. They fall in love, and Eddie introduces Bella to his vampire family. Eddie and Bella's relationship is jeopardized when three nomadic vampires, James, Victoria, and Laurent, arrive in the Forks area and are responsible for a series of deaths. James, a tracker vampire with incredible hunting instincts, is excited by Bella's scent and becomes obsessed with hunting her for sport. James tracks her to Phoenix, where she is hiding with a couple of the Cullens. James lures Bella into a trap at an old ballet studio. There is a fight between James and the Cullens, where he is killed. Eddie accompanies Bella to the high school prom, where he refuses her request to transform her into a vampire. They are unaware that James's mate, Victoria, is secretly watching them plotting revenge for his death. Roll credits. So, Twilight. I have nothing else to say about this. No, that's not true. I have a lot to say about this, but we are going to start... With your rewrite,
0: okay. Um, so yeah, now I, I do want to add that we are rewriting the movie version of Twilight based yes. on the screenplay done by Melissa Rosenberg. We are not attempting to write the rewrite the novel Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Um, so you know, for those Twilight fans out there, for folks that have read. The novel and seeing the movies, uh, we are rewriting what we saw on screen solely. So the first thing I have is that I want the opening scene to be something more impressive than what we get. The opening scene is like a monologue by our heroine and it's this kind of emo monologue. It's, it's not really a great opening. I would open with our vampires, our big bad vampire, James and his posse, Victoria and Laurent, killing some humans. Let's, like, like show us how bad vampires are. Have them kill some humans near Forks or somewhere in Washington. It can be Seattle, even. Um, and have them suck their blood and, like... You know, show me how evil these creatures are so that I'm interested in what's gonna happen with these villains later on. I needed to see that as the opening versus the opening we got. Uh, the the big bads here, James and his posse, they're introduced way too late in the film and in a bit of an underwhelming way during this like baseball scene. Definitely need that moved up. Then we cut to Bella and she can do our monologue if we want she's moving to Forks to live with her dad and we get that whole background, we get the character set up. I don't love the, honestly, I would probably kill that voiceover that she does at the beginning where she's foreshadowing dying for someone she loves. It's really melodramatic and I don't think you need that in there. I mean we're gonna get there with the plot anyway. I really don't think you need that melodramatic opening. Uh, you could easily just show why Bella moves to Forks with a ce- an intro scene with her and her awkward dad, Charlie, where they're talking about why she moves to Forks. Like, you don't need her doing the voiceover to get us there. And then you could cut out the annoying voiceover. I don't know. What did you think of her? that voiceover bit at the beginning that sets the stage
1: one of the first things i have written here is drop the voiceover
0: oh good okay so so you also agree with me on that yeah i
1: found none of the voiceovers added anything in these films yeah so i dropped them they do one of the worst things to do with voiceover is tell the audience what the audience is watching at times Mm -hmm. there are moments when she's saying oh i'm doing this and you're seeing her do that That's terrible. But also, as you said, everything that she conveys in the voiceover could easily be done in dialogue or action.
0: It's like that movie we watched, Jeff, that we did for a previous review. Um, What is it? Vicky Cristina Barcelona or whatever, where the voiceover was so overdone. And it was like telling us exactly what we're seeing on screen. It's like a terrible Woody Allen film. Um, Yeah, it reminded me of that um not quite as bad as uh that one but it it yeah it definitely didn't need to be there
1: well at least Uh. in twilight we know who's doing the voiceover i think in that movie we concluded it must be god doing it because it's not one of the characters (laughs) yeah
0: it's really odd um okay so so back to our story back to twilight um keep the awkward first day of school. I think that works. Um, and meeting the meeting of Edward is fine in biology class, but Edward's an ass to her. And she, I find, accepts his poor behavior towards her way too quickly. I would have preferred her as a character to be a sassier, stronger female. And she Either ignores him or confronts him more directly, and it's that you up the tension between them. Like she realizes this guy is a jerk to her, and so she doesn't like him, and you up that tension, and so there's this animosity between them. And then Edward saves her from the car crashing into her, and so then then you start getting those characters coming together because he does save her life. Um, but he tries to gaslight her about what happened. Like, you didn't see what you saw about me, you know, being superhuman here. And he continues to be a jerk to her and emotionally abusive even after he saves her life. So, and he tells her, stay away from me. And at this point, after she's been treated, even though he does save her life with all the other terrible treatment he's done to her to date in this film at this point, I would like to see Bella stay away from this jerk. Like, she should take his advice and stay away from him and have her start flirting with Jake. You know, hot guy on the reservation, her old friend. Punch that up. Have her and Jake start, like, you know, just flirting with one another. You don't have to make it more than that yet. But have that, and then that gets Edward all jealous because he clearly has a thing for Bella. Um... Have her flirt with dorky Mike at school while she's sitting by Edward in science lab. You know, have her do things to, like, drive Edward crazy and just give her more agency in this than just swooning over Edward that's treating her like crap. And I would just keep things really tense between Bella and Edward up until that point where Bella is out shopping with her friends and then she gets cornered by the rapey guys and edward rescues her out of nowhere yes it's a bit stalkerish but instead of immediately being grateful have have bella like again so this is the second time he saved her life but have bella be concerned that edward's stalking her (laughs) like why are you stalking me why are you here i mean thank you for saving me from the townies but why are you stalking me have her get a bit suspicious and ask questions so we start getting clues that he's not human more and more and then Edward apologizes for her behavior. He explains to Bella it's complicated. We can have that happen at the dinner or the drive back after he rescues her from the townies. And then we build up to that really intense scene in the woods where he tells her he's a vampire. Um, so that's how I would get us to that point um, in a way that's way more empowering for Bella's character. want to pause to get your thoughts, Jeff.
1: First, I agree with you completely on... Bella's character, not having enough agency in this. I would start immediately with even the decision to move to uh, Washington. I'd make this much more active on her part. I would change the mom, though. I don't know why moving to Florida for a few months seems like a bad thing. So uh, I would have her being transferred for a year overseas for her job. And there's no boy uh, boyfriend or uh, second husband or anything and that Bella is like, well, I don't want to go live in Indonesia or whatever. I want to go live with dad. And from there, make it much more active. Like she's a much more active participant in her own life. Mm-hmm. The other thing, and I, I did want to get this out and see what you thought about this. Edward's behavior is creepy in this movie, like disturbingly creepy, the entire thing. Partially because he's supposed to be 100 years old. He's been a vampire for a century. You would think that he would have a better handle on how to handle people. My idea would be to make him a newborn.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: So so like the scene you're talking about where the two of them are sitting next to each other. And we, we later learn that Edward is having a hard time controlling himself because she smells so good. He's been around people for 100 years. You assume he must have a better way to handle, you know, someone who smells good than running out
0: she's the one she smells particularly yeah, good I, th- mean, this th- I think film I would... definitely has that whole bell is the one because he can't read her thoughts like he can everybody else
1: we are getting a little ahead of ourselves yeah. that is explained in another film and i don't no. mind the explanation of it later but what i'll yeah. say in this is that i think making him younger first gets out that creepy she's what 16 17 and he's a 119 year old man
0: 108
1: 108 sorry it's that extra 11 years there it's fine it, this movie does this movie gets a i i find that disturbing I, I don't like that idea that basically he's an adult it doesn't matter if he's in a 17 year old's body he is an adult macking on this girl
0: underage girl <laughs> so i find that
1: creepy making him though a newborn first does away with that so you don't have that kind of disturbing stuff also, though, it kind of might explain why he is more awkward around her at times and why he has a harder time controlling himself or even why he's so smitten with her so quickly. It's because he, this is all still kind of new for him.
0: And why he's treating her badly at the right. same time that he's kind of stalking it, Like, yeah, because he's figuring it out and maybe he's got some anger with being potentially turned into a vampire. I mean, you could do that, too. Either way, you have to. I just want to see Bella not as passive. Like I want to see her as a stronger, sassier female and not taking this crap from Edward and that she goes and flirts with other guys and Edward has to kind of earn her back a bit and be nicer to her by well saving her from death to t- or, or one from death with the car and another from being raped and also by apologizing. And then we just we build up to that moment in the woods. So so we're in the woods or did you have anything else you want to say like before we get to that scene the big reveal scene where he tells her that he's a vampire because that's an important scene but no no go ahead
1: i'd be interested to see what want to do with that
0: okay okay so yeah so we get to this that intense scene in the woods where he tells her he's a vampire um i don't like bella's reactions in this scene you know at one point he's like i've killed people and she says i don't care I'm not afraid of you, just afraid of, I'm not, oh, I'm not afraid. I'm just afraid of losing you. Like, he's, like, doing all his vampire stuff around her. He's moving quickly and showing her the superpowers, and she's not afraid? And she doesn't care that he's killed people? I'm not afraid, just afraid of losing you? That is way too fast to become obsessed and in love with somebody. It's only been a few weeks, and... I don't like that Bella doesn't care that he's killed people. Like, you should, if somebody tells you I've killed people, you should care, a normal human being that's not, uh... (laughs) psychopath should care um so really bothered me her reactions instead what I would do is have her be afraid I think a normal human when confronted with a vampire even a sexy sparkly one would be afraid you know shaking as she's like trapped alone in the woods with him with this vampire she shouldn't Even believe him right away. Maybe laugh at him when he starts, like, you know, saying he's a vampire. But then once she sees the superpowers, get progressively more afraid. I I wouldn't have her be so nonchalant about it. Like, I don't care if you've killed people. I'm just afraid of losing you. I just hated how that was written. What are your thoughts, Jeff?
1: I agree completely. That makes her sound like some sort of sociopath. She sounds nuts. And the way she just accepts this, all these things, but the way she is so comfortable with him admitting to killing people, it's a terrible idea. And it was, to me, it was unnecessary. Even in the context of the film, as we get it, he could have just said that he's never fed on people. He doesn't have to. I mean, the filmmakers, the writer set it up that he had been basically a vegetarian, if you will, a veggie vampire for decades. So clearly they can do it for an extended period of time. Why not just have it as, yes, I'm this potentially dangerous super predator but you know because of the man who sired me the man who turned me i'm not like the stuff you read about in the books i'm not like the monster on the movie screens mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and then you don't get that sequence now i would like change mind a bit more make it a little different but you know with his age and all that but even keeping that this is a was a terrible decision to put in the movie i think it makes yeah. bella she's seems it's desperate she seems weak and she seems like she is accepting anything just to get the attention and affection of the person she is obsessed with
0: yeah and and i it's i've read the books years ago mm-hmm. and i do think she uh, they may have been drawing from that source material but that's the beauty of an adaption of a book to screen is yes. as a screenwriter you can take the basic um, chassis of a film and or chassis of a film, sorry, and and make it better, right? You could have turned Bella into a much more sassy, empowered female if you wanted to, and still kept this this primary structure of the story and the world that you were building, because it is a an unique world they build. I don't mind the the world building of these vampires and how they operate. Um, so what I would do here instead is, um, I would show him, like, as she's starting to get scared that he is a vampire and she's trapped in the woods with him, Is have him, like, kill a woodland animal in front of her and, like, eat it. Like, show him being a vampire and don't make that scene so lovey-dovey and sparkly. Uh, it's, like, make it show, she should be scared and have him show her what he has to do to be a vampire and stay alive. They're in the woods anyway. He could easily just kill a squirrel or something and start munching on it. And then after all that, you might even have some like, you know, blood dripping down him from eating the animal. Then have him take her to the sunlight field, like with the wildflowers. Um, don't do it piggyback though that looks dumb it makes Mm -hmm. her look like this little kid on daddy's back It's, uh, it's creepy to me I'd have him be more aggressive about it he's just eaten this animal there's blood dripping down him it's almost like he snatches her and says come with me and she's terrified and she can't really fight him because he's stronger than her she's like turned on but terrified at the same time and then do some like blurry warp thing, warp speed thing, and then they're all of a sudden in the wildflower field. Sure, he can sparkle. I would I would make the sparkling look better. It looked cheesy on, on film, but have it in that moment of when he's sparkling in the field, but with the blood still, like dry blood, you know, on, on his skin. Like, have that be that moment of fear mixed with passion. Um, and, and she like wipes the blood from his lips or from his, like the side of his face. And then they kiss passionately. Leave the lion fell in love with the lamb stuff. That was too soon to say that. Like, that's how I would do that scene. I would, I would make it scarier, still the passion, but really punch up that fear and that aggression in it as well.
1: So I have a, I have a question. Would you, knowing that this is part of a series, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Would you want to push back their relationship like they become in love with each other, or at least really attracted to each other, potentially to either the end of this movie or into the next film? Or would you want to keep the basic structure? And I honestly, I'm of two minds of that. Some of this might work better if. We end this movie with the two of them, actually. That's where the first real spark is between them, and the rest of it is just kind of the other things happening. But then that kind of changes a lot of the dynamics of the film. Yeah,
0: and no, I'm fine. I mean, this is a paranormal romance, right. right? And the primary thing is the romance driving this film. Um, so I I would keep that romance in. I am okay And. Because if we do the buildup like I have it, she's resisted him throughout. She's being her strong, sassy self, and it's only after he saves her twice and then shows her he's a vampire that, you know, she, she kisses him. I wouldn't have her in love with him yet. I would just have her be overtaken by that mix of excitement, fear, passion, a lust for this otherworldly, attractive, superhuman creature. I think... I think that is normal. If, I think if somebody like, I, I mean, normal, like, like, I mean, when, I'm trying to put myself in Bella's shoes. If I was in her situation and I was whisked away to a wildflower field with this ancient vampire and he's sparkling and he's looks like Robert Patton's and I'd probably kiss him too. So, you know, but, but it's, it's, but she's not a hundred percent of her own agency in that scene either because he could kill her right? And so you know that. you know that it's 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 a kiss, but and it's and she wants it, but there's also that fear of well, what if I don't kiss him? he just revealed he's a vampire, would he could this guy could kill me? So I I like that it's a little bit ambiguous there.
1: Since we're talking a lot about this particular sequence, would you uh, keep in or remove the idea that because he is a vampire, she is, that basically, he is, uh, what do you say, built to attract them or designed to attract people, attract women, right? It, it borderlines on like almost like a psychic roofie sort of thing mm-hmm. where it's like, well, once again, you don't actually have full control over yourself. You can't help yourself. You have to love me. Coupled with these other things, I think it does go back to this kind of really weird attitude that this writer and this movie has towards relationships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Would you keep that in there or would you take that out? in order to, again, make it more of her choice.
0: I would take that out, actually, to make it more her choice. And not all vampires are attractive. We meet multiple vampires throughout the course of this Twilight series that are very ordinary-looking. Edward Cullen happens to be very attractive, but that's not all vampires. So I would definitely take that part out, because I do like Bella to have more agency. But in this first kiss scene, I think it should be that ambiguous agency because of all the the stuff around it being that he's a vampire and could kill her um the other thing that i think is needed as we you know progress through this film is we need a couple cut scenes with victoria laurent and james like we th- there's one scene where a guy is like working on his boat and gets killed by a vampire like we can keep that in that's a cut scene but i just i we need to Build up to the baseball scene when they confront the Collins with a just maybe two more cutscenes other than that opening one I gave maybe two other scenes with them being vampires and killing people uh, just to to get us to realizing that these are bad vampires they're not the vegetarian vampires and then we have that fun baseball scene which I enjoyed the baseball scene I thought that was fun uh, and then we have James Laurent and Victoria show up but we have a little more context now about why we should be so scared of them because we've seen three other scenes of them murdering and sucking human blood so uh yeah i i just i need those big bad vampires they just weren't that scary to me because they show up so late in this film and they felt a bit shoehorned in i also wanted to understand better why they want to kill why james wants to like hunt Bella like the motive was really weak to me it could be something simple like James and Edward have some bad history so he wants to kill Bella as revenge for something that Edward did to him in the past because he can tell Edward's into Bella I don't know I need something more because his motive just seemed really weak
1: I believe in the movie it's just he's a hunter and he has her sense so now he has to hunt her
0: yeah it's really weak (laughs)
1: Yeah, one thing I did with the nomadic group is I actually gave them more of a reason to be there. It's not just random. They show up. But okay. I'll get more into that. But I agree that, that they make a, a good potential villain for the movie that is underdeveloped and underutilized.
0: It doesn't have to be complicated. They mm-hmm. could just be like rival clans and they're messing with each other's territory or something. Edward took his woman 50 years ago. I don't know. Something. Um, and then we build up to the finale of James in the ballet studio. That all worked for me. I liked the ballet studio fight scene. I thought that was well choreographed, um, and the mirrors and the broken glass. Okay, so we get through that, and then uh, let's talk about the ending. Okay, I hated the ending with the prom scene. I mean, that's a very, like, classic way to end a, you know, high school romance film, which is at prom. Um, But I didn't like where Bella was dancing like a little girl on top of Edward's feet. It just made, like, that along with the piggyback stuff, it's, like, it was too creepy, and I didn't find that romantic. I would have cut that scene, and I prefer to just actually honestly have it in more sinister like have you could have the prom moment where the two of them are dancing lovey-dovey together but have them leave prom walk through the woods and then you like you hear rustling and you see victoria's like red hair as she's moving through the forest and i know like setting up the big bad for movie two. Maybe we hear like a scream and we cut to the final scene where she's sucking on the blood of one of the kids from prom that had like wandered drunk into the woods or something. Like end more, you start with vampires and you need to end a little more sinister with the vampires than what we get, which is just a very brief glimpse of Victoria at the end. Uh, Like that wasn't enough for me. So I would create, I would punch up how the sinister quality of the ending to really show, okay, Victoria is going to be present in movie two. So what about you, Jeff?
1: Clearly, I agree with a lot of your um, assessments of what's wrong with this movie. Um, the big one being Bella is a bizarre mix of passive and a uh, stalker. I mean, it's, she's really weird and unlikable in this movie. Agree. S- setting aside anything with... Um, and stewart's acting ability which i don't really like but we're not here to comment on acting we're here to comment on writing even that she this character just seems more damaged than anything else without any particular reason why she is she's not set up as somebody initially who should fall that easily for somebody for for edward and she certainly doesn't seem she's not set up like for someone who just shrugs off a guy saying i'm over 100 years old than murdered people.
0: It's right. weird.
1: So for mine I would uh, I'd keep though the basic structure of the film as as far as just telling the story the structure is in general fine. It's more like changing some of the incidents and um, changing the characters more than anything else. So as I mentioned before I would make Edward younger. I would make Edward at most a few years older than he appears to be i would also have none of the other cullens in the high school mostly because it's, it's not exactly clear why all of these other vampires who all look like they could easily be in their 20s and living at home have to go to a high school it was really strange I, I understand the concept that it's to maintain some sort of camouflage because of how they cast the movie none of those people look like they should be in high school
0: they're all in their 20- twenties as yeah. actors, yeah. And
1: that does detract from the believability of a movie, even a movie with vampires.
0: It's like know. the Dawson's Creek effect, or like, but yeah. they, they used to like they just cast older people as the high schoolers.
1: But. Yeah, and I, I and I get it. It's like yes, you know, some suspension of disbelief, but it wasn't really necessary. But also by having Edward as a newborn who has to go to high school by himself and has none of his peers and his family around, it helps explain first why he's on edge. And it also, I think, could even explain why Bella is even more attracted to him because she would be reminded of herself by him. She is also the outside of the new kid, the person who doesn't know anybody else. Mm -hmm. I think I would also pump up her relationship with some of the other kids, her her friend group they go from being kind of important you think to i don't know it it never felt like very real the relationships i'm not certain exactly what i would do but i think i'd give them more screen time so you have more of a sense of her as a person and that it's not just seeing her through the lens of her obsession with edward it's she's a well-rounded person she's in a Awkward situation because she's had to move here, but it's not like she's some sort of outcast. She came from a, you know, even if you go with my idea, you know, we go stick with my idea that the mom is actually, you know, a bit more professional and is gone overseas to do her job and she has to come here. We still set up, she has a good home life. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know, she's not like a street kid or anything like that, right? So, but she sees Edward as this attractive guy, but who's kind of on his own and standoffish. And you know, she wants to reach out to him, you know, friend, potentially starting off just as a friend. Like, hey, I, you know, I know you, your family's here, but you seem alone.
0: And I'm new, and I'm kind of alone too. Yeah. Let's and, be friends. And, and Let's may, sit together at the lunch table. Right, and
1: make it outgoing, not so much a reaction to, you know, first an initial attraction followed by his bizarre behavior to her when he's disgusted by her or we find out not disgusted that he's trying to control himself from biting her I think that would help deepen their relationship and explain some of the awkwardness or abruptness of her feelings for him Mm mm-hmm I completely agree and love your idea of starting this off with a vampire attack from our nomads. I actually in mind did not have that, but that is a great idea because it Thank sets a, yeah it sets up a menace immediately. Mm-hmm. I would also, the one thing I would do, um, and you mentioned this with, yes, this part was in mine, uh, definitely give them more screen time and more of a reason for being in the region. Now what I had is that Laurent and Carlisle don't like each other that Laurent oh, okay. sees Carlisle as an affront to vampires because of his veggie vampire ways. So he's here to try to basically screw things up for the Cullens.
0: How works? We just need some reason they're there and why they don't like each other these clans.
1: Yeah, so one thing I would do is how we get Bella to the point where she's like sees Edward as either more than just kind of the like an, out, an attractive outsider or even the fascinating anomaly like, oh, this guy stopped a, you know, stopped this van with his bare hands. What is he? This is really what we need. What I would do is that I would keep a lot of the sequence uh, between that and the when she confronts him about being a vampire in the woods. Mm-hmm. Except I would take out the uh, scene where he saves her from the uh, rapey townies. So I like the dress buying sequence and then her getting in the book and stuff. That was kind of fun. What I would do, though, is that she confronts him in the woods and there is a bear attack.
0: Ah, oh, okay.
1: Pacific Northwest, man. I, I've been up there. You do have to watch out for bear at times. I would have a bear attack and he saves her. Now she's afraid because she knows he, this is where she. he's like, yes, I'm a vampire. You know, I was just made. I would also give him like a, you know kind of a tragic backstory to you get some of that that he was dying i'd keep some of that that i'd miss basically he was dying of leukemia had no family carlisle took pity on him and, and turned right because it
0: can't be the spanish flu anymore because right. you got to make him younger yeah
1: so and but he saves her so now she sees she's has that fear that you mentioned which i think is very important for not making her seem loony now in mine he has not killed anybody though okay He's only been a veggie vampire, so we de- I would not deal with that, both the age thing, which I find kind of gross, and also, uh, more importantly for this, that she just schluffs off this guy murdering people. But he saves her, but he does it in, like, a very graphically violent way. I mean, he tears his way through this bear, right?
0: Yeah, and he gets some blood out of it, too, right? He's right. a veggie vampire.
1: So this still is the second time she's been saved, but she sees also this kind of inhuman power. I, I want her relationship with him, and the way I'd write this is that it's a little grayer and a little more nuanced. I would change the sparkle effect, and and not for the reason I think some people have, I mean. It, the joke—it's an old joke by now, right? Like, oh, vampires don't sparkle. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of that there is a visual effect in the sunlight that they don't explode, it burst into flames, but something happens. What I would do is I'd rip off something from Anne Rice. So the way she describes her vampires as they get older is that their skin starts to look almost like porcelain, and you can like see the oh, veins like translucent.
0: And stuff. Yeah. I
1: think that's what I would do. It's like I want something that is both interesting visually and could be seen as potentially kind of attractive, but also is creepy Mm -hmm. and kind of keep that une. I guess the whole thing is everything in this movie should be towards building a relationship up, but keeping Bella with a sense of underlying unease about what's happening. She's just found out that vampires are real. Her crush is a vampire. He's super powerful and has saved her a couple of times, but he also drinks blood and, you know, he could even admit that, like, the reason I had that reaction at first is that I've never drained a human before, but I really wanted to drain you. Right. That's why I had to run off. As the film goes on, then I what I would do is, uh, so I'd get to the point where in this movie, James, they know James is tracking. Well, actually, let me step back for one second because I did skip the baseball sequence.
0: Ah, oh, yes, which I thought was fun. Oh man,
1: <laughs> I I did like that, but that doesn't fit really. Well, you know. I was going to say it doesn't fit in with where I'm going. Yes, it does. So I did like that scene. That was fun. We'd keep that. But the confrontation between Laurent and Carlyle then is would still happen. But it's much more menacing. Because it's not kind of the, oh, we didn't really realize this is your territory. Which is what Laurent says, right? And then they're about to just walk off peacefully. And then James gets Bella sent because the wind blows. I would make it more like they show up and Laurent is immediately like mocking them for what they're doing. You know, you're out here playing baseball like these humans, you know, you're so bad. You're just like the cows kind of stuff, or you're becoming like them. And that would get us so into our third act is we need Bella to be menaced. So I like the idea that there is personal beef. Now you had it between Edward and James. I would just have it between this group and the Collins, Okay, But... They focus on Bella because clearly this group has uh, – the Cullens have brought her into their confidants. And she's the weakest target. Right. She's not a vampire. My final sequence and like there'd be a big fight at the end. I like that. And I did like the ballet fight, but I wouldn't do that because this is a bit different. You know, this obviously where I'm going at the end is a bit different. I would have a fight between our three kind of semi-feral like feral vampires and our more refined Cullens, but we see basically how violent these things are and how powerful mm-hmm. they are, and that Laurent and James wind up being killed, and Victoria escapes.
0: Right, is the main one that we're going to follow in at, future films, yeah.
1: And in rewriting these, I am trying to keep the basic story of each movie, so... I, and I thought that having a survivor want f- f- revenge, that's a great motivation for a villain. I had mm-hmm. no problem with that. So I'd have her escape. She's seen, you know, her the, the leader of her clan, Laurent, killed and her lover, James, killed. And now she wants revenge on all the Cullens for, you know, their deaths.
0: Yeah. And you I had a, I just had a <laughs> thought as ahead. you were talking about it. You could even tie it in. And this gets into the other movies we'll be reviewing. But if you wanted to bring the Volturi in a little sooner in the first film twilight you could even tie it in there where victoria and her clan they are of the same ways as the volturi like the the old school vampire clans where they believe humans should not be aware of their existence and because bella is clearly aware that vampires exist she needs to be killed because she knows too much you could even do something like that where it's an old world new world type of division between these two like clans of vampires and that victoria's clan um sides with how the voltori look at things so uh,
1: i hadn't thought of that that's interesting i do like the idea of giving also just giving the voltori more to do in this series
0: yeah because the voltori are cool actually i really like the voltori and i don't think they did enough with them in this series i mean
1: now one thing you could do actually is even if you want to tie it even tighter into this Habit that Laurent and his two minions were kind of keyed into where uh, Carlisle and the rest were by the Volturi. Mm. That this mm-hmm. was an indirect attack by them on Carlisle because they're concerned about Carlisle and his ways getting more uh, traction among the vampire community. So this is like a hit,
0: right? Like, and, and and the fact that they are okay like hobnobbing with humans and being friendly with humans and all of that right so Um, the ending
1: you could have a, a neat ending where it's like okay so we have all this stuff happening and we're leave uh washington state behind and cut to their um vampire palace in italy and a little thing where they're like you know victoria just contacted us and Laurent and James are dead and the Cullens still live. And right, get like,
0: and like dun-dun-dun, set like up that. a two. Yeah, I,
1: okay. I, I felt I've like... I've changed my ending. Because the what ending real like big
0: bad is the Volturi, right, right. in a sense, um, as we go through the other movies. Uh, and so to bring them up in movie one, I think would have been nice to do. Now, I know that's against how the book was written, but we're doing the films different than the books to try to make it better. So, Jeff, would you give this a watch or a don't watch? Uh,
1: that's, that's, that's my un, unhappy, unpleasant groan there. Um, first, before I saw any of these movies, I honestly thought it'd be almost a reflexive don't watch. They seemed like kind of pop horror garbage. After watching them, there are some significant problems. Some of the stuff we've talked about. Uh, there are pacing issues. These movies are way too long for the story they tell. Mm-hmm. tell. But at the core, there's a good story there. And there's some decent acting. I don't like Christian Seward's performance, but I think the rest of the performances are fine.
0: Robert Pattinson does a great yeah. job.
1: I think that there's a lot of interesting world building there. I actually think that some of the changes made to like vampires from some of the other interpretations of vampires are kind of neat. I think though that this is a kind of movie that you either have to be a fan of teen paranormal romances, right? Or you have to watch this in the con like a context of with some friends and not being afraid to kind of you know make fun of the or of some of the stupider parts. This is a watch, barely, but it is a watch, and it's probably useful for any fan of films or horror movies to at least see the first one to see what it's all about because this was a very po- popular series.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I would give it a watch too. Um, it it's not great cinema, but. Twilight was such a international phenomenon that just took over pop culture for a while not just amongst teenage girls but a lot of adult women read the stories and just adults in general like it just became this phenomenon and I find it's interesting to read the books or watch films that became such a phenomenon to just to understand the zeitgeist of our time and why this thing became such a phenomenon because it's not a healthy romance by any means um and so i would watch it in the context of just trying to understand why this the the series and this movie was so popular and what it says about us and where we're at as a society um so i would watch it for that reason but don't expect um great cinema here Okay, well, thanks for listening to our rewrite of Twilight, and we will be back for more rewrites. We're going to do the whole Twilight series, so stay tuned. Bye.
1: Script Slayers is a production of Steph and Jeff Wrights Media. Reproduction of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. All rights reserved, 2023.